everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. My name is Lisa Allen Coast. And my name is Teddy Parsons. Uh, Happy New Year, my friend. Lisa and I are so happy you are joining us today as we kick off season two. Yes, season two. Season two. Woo woo. Thank you to our uh, sound effects department, (laughs) season two of the podcast. Can you believe that we have already done over 20 episodes? Um, I guess they let anyone have a mic these days, and so we're kind of living proof of that. Hey, my friend, how was your New Year's? Did you make any resolutions based on our last conversation? Well, no, except for the fact that I am not going to put out as much much, um, stuff uh, next year as I put out this year. You and I were just talking about that. Way too much stuff. And the rest of my resolutions are really, um, you know, just not to set too high resolutions uh, for this year, for 2022. Most of the things I've been focusing on is how to get rid of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) The aftermath. (laughs) Speaking of cancel culture, (laughs) I just want to get rid of that. So, uh, yeah, no, no big expectations for 20, uh, 2022. How about you? What's on your mind? Well, um, you know, it, there is something I wanted to actually say. So the first thing I was thinking is my only resolution I'll make is to get more sleep. We just talked about that. But so there is something I want to ask you. Do you call it supper or dinner? Well, that's a very good question because um, I have been to and lived in different parts of the country. I've lived in California. I have uh, lived in San Antonio, Texas. I've lived in Michigan. And the way they treat dinner and supper is very different, Teddy. I know this is shocking to people. This is shocking stuff. But people do things differently in other parts of the country. Can you imagine? And I found out that dinner is not a time. It's, a, it's an amount of food. So, oh, really? That's yeah. Yeah, and it also has geographical references. And dinner and supper sort of evolved from those two, two different things. If you say it is uh, supper time and you call what we traditionally in the Midwest call lunch um, dinner, right? It means that your, your, your afternoon, let's say, let's just call it that, means it's going to be your biggest meal. And the way this evolved is it, really came from farming community. So farmers, uh, and especially farmers' wives, and you know, I'll say wives just because back in the day, they were mostly just wives cooking. They didn't want to clean up twice. Who would? I mean, ah, it's awful. <laughs> so, and all the farmhands would come back at the midday portion of the day, and they would eat their biggest meal because then they have to go back out into the fields, right, and work until seven or eight o'clock. And so what they had after that seven or eight o'clock shift was a light supper. And the word supper comes from, this is really interesting people, comes from the French word super, which is means um, light meal, right? So that's where it comes from. They had a light supper. They had their biggest meal, which is dinner during the day. And here's the fascinating thing is that if you actually do a linguist map, uh, and this has been done, and we will post it on our website because it is very interesting. It doesn't only just deal with these words, but it deals with some other ones as well. You will see 
where these things occur in the United States. And interestingly enough, the data shows that in agricultural communities, um, it is very common, and it's sort of that runs down all the way through the south part of Illinois. Remember when I was telling you that my relatives in southern Illinois called it supper? And now that makes sense because it was agricultural. And so wherever that agricultural belt, belt all the way kind of goes through Iowa, South Dakota, all down through, you know, Iowa, Des Moines. Remember how flat it is in Iowa? I call it the flat state. Anyway, it goes all the way down. And that's why it's called supper. There you have it. That is really interesting. Okay. So I did hit the Googler because how this all came about, Lisa, was a group of friends of mine, we were on a uh, New Year's Eve Zoom chat, and I don't even know, somebody said, well, um, I'm getting stuff ready for tomorrow's supper, and uh, another friend said, do you mean dinner? And it started this whole conversation. So, um, you know, so it, it, again, uh, it was absolutely petty and ridiculous. I, a couple of times, muted, went off camera, and actually let the dog out. That's how much I cared about it. But here's, <laughs> so on the Google, here's what I learned. And it's very com uh, comparable to what you said. And I, uh, so real quick, uh, dinner and supper are both used to refer to the main meal of the day, just what you were saying, but it's in different contexts and different locations. And especially to that meal as eaten in the evening. Supper is used especially when the meal is an informal one eaten at home, uh, informal one eaten at home, while dinner tends to be the term chosen when the meal is more formal. I can say growing up um, that I never remember us saying, let's have supper, but maybe a but I remember that it was always dinner and it was, you know, always uh, my dad had to watch Gilligan's Island from four to five. So it was always after five. So um, anyway, let's meet in the middle and we'll just simply call it chow time. Okay. So that, that was really fascinating. And then you have a couple of really great articles we're going to share on today's uh, narrative on the episode narrative. So thank you for those. Um, you know, this is useless information. Nobody can get anywhere, but here um, you and I have talked a lot about how we want to keep it real. And that's what this podcast is all about. But what does this really mean? So what does it mean when I say to you, let's keep it real in the context of dialogue and courageous conversations? What does that mean to you? Well, it's interesting you would talk about this today. And I think a lot of people are really, you know, kind of struggling with this because, um, you know, how real we've talked about this before on our program, um, you know, how real can you get? Uh, when do you you know, when is a white lie, a small white lie, the best way to go? And we've talked about this um, in numerous occasions. And I think people are really struggling with it because, you know, we're in the age of misinformation. We're in the age of sort of, you know, people like to talk about cancel culture and what that really means. And um, um, I know that you wrote an article for 517 Magazine last year on this, Teddy. Um, what's your thoughts on this new craze of everyone being, you know, sort of canceling everyone or cancel culture? What do you think about this? Well, you know, and thank you for asking that. So for me, I <laughs> cancel culture is something that drives me bonkers because, you know, in my article, I mentioned that. I'm committed to calling people in instead of calling them out. Because, you know, usually the people who want to cancel everyone, God forbid that their skeletons should fall out of their own closet. You know, and I go back to Grandma Parsons, who says, when you point a finger at somebody, you have three more pointing back at yourself. So I just, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I like to know what are the actions of people's hearts. 
where did it come from uh, before I want to cancel someone. So, um, you know, and I've told you this is the reason we're talking about this because, you know, um, I get really frustrated with, um, you know, people I have been criticized for being too honest, brutally honest. And I think you might have been accused of that yourself one or more times. <laughs> but, um, you know, and people, um, you know, I just feel like in 2022, uh, where is the fine line of what we can say and what we can't say? Um, I remember that, uh, you know, I don't know if you heard about that whole, I think his name is Dave La Chapelle, Chappelle, there's, yes, yeah, Dave, yes, you yes. know, and the whole thing, he made some remarks against transgendered persons and, uh, you know, people wanted to cancel him. Netflix was standing behind him. And, you know, I had a friend who said, you have to watch, you know, his show and then tell me what you think. And uh, she uh, called me a few days later and said, did you watch it? And I said, no, I have no intentions. She said, well, why not? And I said, because I didn't like him before. And I'm, I, I don't care what he had to say. I don't. My thing is, is this is what drives me you know, a little bonkers about this whole thing is um, everybody wants to be so judgmental. Um, I don't care what he has to say, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't find him funny. I think some people do. I don't think he's funny. Um, and so I had no interest in it. So I, and, um, you know, I don't know. So for me, kind of weigh in where you think, is there a line um, we cross? So, you know, there's a lot of comedians. If you think back in the 80s and early 90s, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, there was no line. There was no blurred line. Everyone was game, right? Um, you know, and so, you know, now everybody's, well, you can't say that, you know, you, it, it, so my thing is, is, you know, we also hear people say, um, you know, especially the people, like someone like me might say to someone, I think you're being a little sensitive. And that in itself can be demeaning and in kind of cutting people down. So what is your thought? Is there a line uh, or is it blurred uh, that we cannot cross? Well, you know, it's interesting because when you say blurred, I think, you know, one of the things you you learn as you get older, uh, not that we're there by any means. Never, um, but never, never. Never, never. <laughs> um, but, you know, is that the, things are a lot grayer sometimes um, than black and white. And I like your your thought, Teddy, about, you know, know, trying to know somebody's intentions and trying to, um, you know, seek first and understand before, before uh, you know, forming an opinion, which is, uh, you know, opinions are really easy to form, right? They're really easy to form and they're based on, of course, your background and your perception and everything else. But, you know, thoughtful um, education is a lot harder. And sometimes you do have to find you know, uh, more, uh, uh, you know, about a situation, um, you have to wait till the research comes in, you know, you have to kind of uh, question yourself and, and question your own perceptions about things, because sometimes the, the information comes back and your perceptions were wrong. And, you know, I guess, is, you know, one of the nice things about, you know, um, getting younger too, <laughs> is, is that, you know, you can question your perceptions. And you realize over time that some of your perceptions about things were not correct. Um, and so that's kind of a, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat, um, like this frog in my throat. Um, anyway, 
I, I think that I'm sorry, I got to cancel you because now I feel like you're being mean. To, you're being mean to frogs, to the frog population. Right, right. And I don't like frogs, and they really offend me. And I think frogs should be killed immediately. I'm going on a Twitter and Instagram campaign against you. So let yeah. me. I I just real quick, you know, we talked about this before, but um, I I'm just I. I really struggle and work hard. I have my whole life on being very careful, um, more so now in the last few years uh, before, probably not so much, but on um, what I say to people. So I, you know, and I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm sick of uh, having to apologize, you know, and uh, people say stuff to me all the time I don't like. And I decided, you know, long ago, that um, a lot of times people want to pick fights, you know, there are some people yeah. who are just, they want to agitate you and pick a fight. I don't bite, I don't fight back with people like that, because I'm not giving people that kind of power. And here's another thing, let me ask you. So, uh, it was right before Christmas, a friend reached out and I'm going to, I'm doing air quotes to our listeners because um, uh, I, I, she, I don't know, maybe she thinks we're friends. I, um, I say acquaintance, but anywho, she reached out and told me, oh, hey, I was on a Zoom meeting and um, she said uh, there was a lady on there who may not like me and said something about me and, uh, and she repeated it and she said, um, uh, and I didn't say anything and she said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I said I, I could really, um, excuse my language, I could give a rat's ass what people say about me. I really am one of those people I could care less. There, you know, I had a therapist once say, no, you do care. I'm like, no, I don't. I could give a rat's behind what people think about me, what they say about me. You know, I'm secure enough that, you know, I understand not everyone in the world's going to like me and I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't like everyone. So it's, you know, a give and take. So, but I did say to her, I question more your motives on why you're telling me this. You yeah, know what I mean? Insane. So yeah. what, what, you know, what, what do you gain from telling me this? Um, I would be pretty damn naive if I didn't think people didn't like me or people didn't talk about me. Um, I, I've said it before on this podcast and full transparency. I have a um, tough personality. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm hard to handle at times. And I know that. So what is your thought on that when, you know, people repeat that kind of stuff and, um, you know, and, and when people say, well, so-and-so doesn't like you, or even when someone tries to egg you on, um, I don't go in, you know, I have friends who go in for the jugular. I mean, they will just tear someone apart. I don't do that. I'm not giving someone that kind of, I have deleted. Um, and I know there's a friend who's listening to who's going to laugh because, uh, we had maybe a little sparring about John Legend recently, and um, I didn't want our little thing on Facebook to be considered, it wasn't what we were based on, you know, our friendship and stuff, so I deleted it, because to me, when I thought about it, I thought, this is so stupid, you know what I mean, right, so, right. so I'm and curious, it, what is your thought about all that? Well, that was a mouthful, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, I you know, I'll, I'll unpack that whole mouthful. Um, <laughs> is that, is that a good I'm, gonna just, can, yeah. I'm canceling you for that now. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. Well, I guess like it wasn't my Angelo who said, Angelou who said, uh, Angelou, Angelo, I don't cancel me if I mispronounced it. I pronounce it both ways. Um, you know, you're, what you think of me is none of my business. Um, and what others think of me is also none of my business, unless 
unless you really, um, you know, you're really doing that from a place of love. And it's rarely done in my experience from a place of love. When somebody passes that on, I call it drive by. Um, I call it drive by, you know, because they're really not, they're really not, you know, uh, directly coming at you with something, but man, they're driving by and dropping something off. Right. I mean, you know, come on. Um, they're driving by and dropping something off and then you're supposed to deal with that and you don't know what context it came from. And you don't really like you're saying, Teddy, why, why are you telling me this? You know, why, why is it important for me to know that somebody else doesn't like me? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I always question the, you know, people say, don't shoot the messenger. I usually shoot the messenger. I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. I quit that jump in. Cause I'm laughing because, uh, the Mayo, Mayo, Angelo, we're both getting canceled. So my, our apologies to her and her family and loved ones. Yes, my um, so it's funny because RuPaul has always said that what other people think me is really none of my business. And uh, one time I saw RuPaul, I don't know if you remember when Joan Rivers had that talk show called uh, In Bed with Joan Rivers and RuPaul was on there. And um, uh, Joan Rivers said, you know, a lot of people didn't like her. And, um, and so she said, how do you handle when people say uh, horrible things about you and stuff? And Rupa just said that very thing about, you know, it's really none of my business what other people think of me, but said that, you know, at first when, you know, in the late 80s, when Rupa started to become very popular, uh, that, uh, you know, people were very critical of um, him, you know, especially in, being in drag and blah, blah. So he said that he was saying some one time to his mother about that. And uh, her response was, RuPaul Charles, uh, if those bitches ain't paying your rent, you don't pay those bitches any mind. And so, um, <laughs> and so I think, you know, even though a little uh, graphic uh, uh, description from RuPaul's mom, but I think it's really true. If people aren't paying your car note, your rent, your house, note, what do you really care what they say? So anyway, um, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I thought that was kind of funny because I'm thinking RuPaul also said that same thing. Yeah, and he probably knew how to pronounce Maya's name, so he's, he's a lot cooler than both of us. <laughs> well, no one said we were hip and uh, jiggy with it or whatever. So yeah. So well, what is your? Back, oh, go ahead. Well, getting back to your your question about cancel culture, I, I think it you know it's not it's not something I um, particularly like to do. Uh, you know, I I have all kinds of friends with all kinds of beliefs. Um, and, you know, here's what I think. Um, here's one, taking it back, I guess, to resolutions for this year. Here's one resolution. Just scroll along, honey. Just scroll along. You know, and this is to myself, right? If I don't like something I see, if I don't, you know, uh, you know, I'm offended by something, unless it's, here's my line, unless it's hurting somebody, uh, you know, uh, I'm talking about it's racist, sexist, homophobic. Um, you know, along those lines, I just scroll along, right? Just scroll along. It's sort of like strolling, but now you're scrolling, you know, and it used to be that we just had a strolling culture, which was you saw something, you didn't like it, and you just strolled along, you just went right by it. Okay, whatever, you know, peace, peace, peace be to you. <laughs> but now because we're all on social media, it's, you know, there's this, this, this temptation, and I'm human, so I'm tempted too, to respond. And I have told people, I said, listen, I'll be quiet and I'll scroll along. But if you are harming somebody with your mistruth, right, 
or uh, because of uh, who they are, I will speak up because that's when my, uh, you know, my vigilante social warrior comes into play and, you know, we'll, we'll want to, again, speak the truth. And we're talking about speaking the truth, right? So you need to speak the truth, but not all the time. Yeah, I really struggle. And I'll be honest with you because, you know, when, uh, you know, and again, it's, we're in such an interesting culture and probably because, you know, when Eddie Murphy was big on the, you know, uh, and, you know, and he made a lot of homophobic jokes and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, but I just, I, it's so interesting to me. I never, I just don't get why people get so riled up. Um, first of all, you know, I understand that it, I agree with you. If it's hurtful and hateful, don't say it. But I, there are going to be things everybody says that we are not going to like, right? And it's um, going to be very hard for us. Uh, but I just, again, I like what you're saying, kind of just go right through it. And, um, and, and again, I go back to, I also think a lot of this has to do with age. Um, you know, uh, 10 years ago, I would have been the person who would have cussed you out and not even blinked while doing it and maybe even got one breath in there. But I just... I think actually, Teddy, you were the person 10 years ago that I met and you cussed me out. I think it was in a Marshalls or something because, you know, I got wine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was you. Or maybe it was Meyer. It was probably Meyer. <laughs> well, it would it might not be Meyer because I rarely go there. And if I do, it's so quick to get in and out. And I'm the person. You did here. 10 years ago, Teddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I have proof. <laughs> I canceled you and Meyer right now. No, I'm kidding. I love Meyer. I'm canceling <laughs> the whole damn world. Okay. So real quick. So before we really wrap up this great conversation, um, what, what about apologies? So for example, if someone says, um, I mean, people have said some pretty mean things about me and done mean things. I don't ask for an apology because, again, I could give a rat's behind and it's not going to. I really live by this thing and I always have that if something's not going to change my life in three hours, three weeks, three months and three years from now, I'm really not going to put a lot of investment of time and energy into it. So what do you think? Um, is there a time where we can request an apology for people, uh, things people said? What's your thought? Well, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair, right? But I think more than an apology, I think, um, you know, that that's requiring something of the other person, right? And I have found over the years that some people are incapable of apologizing. They will do other things, you know, maybe come over and wash your car, I don't know, buy you some groceries, do something nice for you down the road, but they have a hard time apologizing. So, the way that I'm starting to approach it now is I am trying to, and we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode, so it's exciting to mention here, um, the four agreements. And one of those four agreements, so I'll just hint at it here, is uh, questioning your assumptions. Being true to your word, being um, impeccable with your word is number one, and the most important, and then being uh, not, not um, making any assumptions. So sometimes, Teddy, what I have done or I've experienced is that somebody does something to me and I've made assumptions about why they did it. And I take it personal. And both of those could be incorrect. One is they didn't mean it personally. They had something else going on in their lives. They didn't really understand it. And I wrote a story about why they did it that wasn't really true. So one of the things that's helped me, hopefully this will help our listeners, is to always question the assumptions. So if you're 
um, upset about something, you feel bad about something that maybe somebody said, another way to approach it instead of uh, requiring an apology is to sit down with them and say, you know, I just wanted to ask you about this because I didn't understand it. Um, you know, did you mean, you know, this or did you mean that or what, you know, why did you say that or why did you do that? And so you open up the conversation for them to tell you sometimes and you'll be surprised at the answer sometimes. I mean, I recently had a conversation with somebody who's very dear to me. I won't mention any names. And I had made some assumptions about something and I was incorrect. And so I think back now and go, you know, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, thinking that maybe this individual felt this way about me when really that wasn't the truth at all. So I think it all comes back to communication and going back to the person who, who you, maybe you've, you've got some assumptions about and asking them. And then they may or may not apologize. Maybe you'll find out you don't really need an apology because you've had incorrect assumptions about that individual. And maybe you can resolve it that way. But I think just going back to somebody and demanding a, an apology is sometimes confusing for the other person because maybe they honestly don't feel like they wronged you in some way, right? Yeah. Because we've also been on the side of people saying, well, you wronged us. And I'm like, well, what? What? <laughs> you know, I did. <laughs> well, you know, and you know, as we're getting close to our time here, I, I agree with you. I think that is such great advice about going back to the source. Um, you know, because again, we're so we're talking about canceling, and so I'm just gonna say I'm gonna get political, and we try not to do that here. But I was very happy last week when I saw a Twitter canceled uh, uh, that. Um, Okay, <laughs> said something very Marjorie. Much. Yes, thank you, Marjorie Taylor Green. And you know that's a ten-gallon bucket of idiocy right there. And so I was very happy about that cancel. I supported that cancel culture there. So, okay. Well, what do you think, my friends? Season two kicked off with a bang. Uh, we definitely kept it real. Uh, and there's nobody else I would want to raise hell with more than you. So I think these conversations are healthy. And I really like, I took away today the thing about um, when we apologize, let's go to the source and have all of our facts before we serve as judge and jury, right? So on our next episode, I'm really excited because Lisa is going to share with us four principles on how we can change our lives. Yeah, she is going to get deep. And if we could say Mayo Angelo, we would, I might have said it right. Um, but anyway, that's who you, so we are committed to making 2022 a great year, both personally and professionally. Okay, that was a great conversation, my friend. But unfortunately, if there was sad clown music, I would play it. We don't have that kind of budget. Our time together is coming to an end. Please remember to visit our Facebook uh, page, our Twitter page, and visit us at our website at TL realtalk.com. No dashes there, Lisa. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Teddy and I want to thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Talk with Teddy and Lisa. You don't know how much we appreciate you and we are not going to cancel you. Um, thanks for <laughs> sharing our time, our thoughts, our opinions with us and this useless information, except for to those people who really love us and get us. <laughs> <laughs> with you on season two of the podcast. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, no matter, no matter, I can, yeah, I can, I can read. 
where life's journey takes you, no, no matter, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee. See when you do something over and over again, Katie, we've done a whole season of this, you know, then, then you don't pay attention. You're um, canceled. You're canceled. I need, I, I need a new co-host. I'm canceled anyway. That's what we need to get. Katie, you and I need to get canceled. Um, that'd be helpful. It's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, some hot tea or a martini, and let's keep it real. <laughs>